today's topic how to build an online business with Marie Mason welcome to episode 7 get ready to discover yourself grow and transform your world here at Smiley Talks with your host Joseph Paul Smile Good morning, I am Joseph Paul Smile, the CEO of Smile Real Marketing Agency and your host for Smile Real Talks. Smile Real Talks is super laser focused at helping you discover yourself, grow your business and transform your world by connecting you to countless entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts and professionals that are well experienced in business, health or relationship matters. Today on Smile Real Talks, we have Marie Mason and we'll be interviewing her on how to build an online business. So Marie Mason, you're very welcome. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you and hear you again. All so right. thank you for having me on here. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So before we go deep, um, in about a minute, can you tell us more about yourself, Marie? Um, yes, um, basically, I a little bit about our company. I basically own a digital premier, a digital marketing agency. Sorry, I'm stumbling on my words today. <laughs> so, um, a little bit about me. I own a dig- premier digital marketing agency that assists business owners, coaches, and speakers. And we basically help them share their message through marketing and webinar and content. Yeah. And I basically help them create a clearer message to grow their email list and to gauge in their social media so that uh, basically we can help create a way to entice people to open up their offers and convert leads into paying clients. And simply put, we are a non- one-stop shop for all of your business needs and we have a dedicated virtual assistance to help them with that process. So that's pretty much it in the nutshell. So okay. what we do. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So now we're generally talking about, about how to build a business online. So what is an online business to start with? Um, an online business, basically, um, the long and story short of it is that we do everything virtually. So we do it on our computers. So we're not going to a traditional office usually. Um, most of the time we're working from home or wherever we have an internet connection. So that gives us some flexibility about where we work. So as long as you have a computer or, or a tablet of some sort, and then you have a um, internet connection that's reliable, preferably, <laughs> um, then you can pretty much work anywhere in the world, um, which is one of the reasons why I went into having this kind of work because you know right now my son's home being sick of the cold but I could be still working because he's still at the house with me and he, I can keep an eye on him but I'm still able to work at the same time so it provides this flexibility that's one of the reasons why I work from home um, and that's one of the reasons why I built this business so that I can have that flexibility with my family and their schedule um, but basically we work virtually from home and we use our computers and any other equipment that we need and we provide support to our clients so we are able to do that with a lot more flexibility so hopefully that helped answer that question Uh, (laughs) it did did. okay moving on right now what are some of these online businesses that we talk about what are they so basically we can pretty much do anything from home. So some of the things that I'm doing is right now, I am providing um, webinar production and editings uh, as some of the tasks that we do for people. We also provide 
uh, digital marketing as well. We also, there's so many things you can do in this kind of, um, depends on what your focus is. I know people who do proofreading and editing for books and content, you know, uh, they can do online business management and support, mm -hmm. technology support, mm -hmm. content and development and management. They can do social media marketing. They can do internet marketing. They can do virtual events. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just to name a few and they can literally just be general admins um they can do so many things with this particular uh kind of world because it's it's pretty much endless um if you're into technology you could provide uh what is it the word i'm looking for you'd be like a work on wordpress websites and be like a web developer or you can work on this the um other skill sets that are related to WordPress. Sorry, I'm not into tech person, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, you probably have a better understanding of that than me. But anyway, um, but uh, there's so many different aspects and different kinds of work. You just have to literally go out there and explore what's available. And actually, there's really key is you need once you know what you want to do for your niche, um, find out what what your um, potential clients will need and then that will kind of guide you along as yeah. far as what you do so and that will change one of the things I found out is building this agency my uh, focus on how to help my clients changed based on my clients needs so it's going to your what you end up doing changes if that makes sense mm. so um, there you know find out what works for you and sometimes that's just trial and error you know yeah but there's yeah. so i mean the, there's so many endless things and i just literally touched on a few of them but yeah there's there's tons of stuff out there okay 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 great that's really great now you see um online business is so huge you call the social media marketing the webinar the web design and lots of them so what are they step by step because i i actually know that you are a business owner and mm -hmm. an online business owner. So what are the step-by-step -step process involved in building an online business? Okay, um, so basically the step-by-step -step process is when you really have to know what you want to do. Once you narrow down your niche, uh, which is, you know, like for example, I do digital marketing and webinar production. Mm -hmm. uh, I find out what my target audience. My target audience is um, business owners, but mostly primarily coaches and speakers. So that's where my focus is on who I want to help. So when you know what you want to do and you know who you want to help, then you start building a, um, and, and also find out whether or not you want to work solo and just be yourself, or if you want an agency. Once you, once you, and I guess we're focusing more on those who want to be in an, an agency is mm -hmm. this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically, like I said, you start off knowing what your niche is. Okay? okay. And make sure it's something that you're familiar with, that you already have experience with in education. So for example, I have a friend of mine who I've been coaching and I do some coaching as well for VAs and, and, and people in uh, freelancing industry. So, um, but real quickly, the way I help people and get started um, is, is simple. I narrow down their, we help narrow down their niche, what they're good at. We also find out what their tar who their target market is. We um, make sure that um, 
trying to figure out the best way of process of doing it. We found out their client journey. We find out what their clients want and then and with the ideal client in mind. And we help them find their clients. <clears throat> and that's one of the things that, you know, when you are uh, getting set up and whether, and this is the basics for both, okay? So whether you're going to be flying solo as a freelancer or virtual assistant or as an agency, these are the basic starting, starting points, okay? Once you have all that in place, make sure you know what software you're gonna use to support your clients. Make sure you know what equipment you're gonna have to need to, to support your clients. Okay. Have all that in place. Make sure you have a, um, the next steps will be making sure that you have uh, a pricing. How much are you going to charge them? You know, make sure you know what that policy is. Also, make sure you know the method of payment, you know, whether they're going to be paying for PayPal, Stripe, or some other kind of form. And there's so many choices out there. Um, you need to know um, what the turnaround time is to give your tasks to get it done so that they can know what to expect. Um, and you're going to need to know those are just, those are just the basics. And that doesn't matter if you are a freelancer and doing it solo, or if you're doing it as an agency. Now, the only difference is with that is as an agency, you're going to need to know who you want to work as, as far as work with, as far as being, um, a subcontractor. So you basically you're hiring a freelancer or another virtual assistant to help you with projects. Mm -hmm. Then you need to know what criteria you need to know for hiring them or um, working with them. Um, so some people might work, hire them as a W-2 employee. And so they take the taxes out. Some do independent contract work with them. So they don't take the tax contract. Uh, those they don't take the taxes out. Sorry. And then they just you know give them a, a 1099 at the end of each year so you have to know which capacity of how, how you're going to work with them um i do contract work so i don't do employee work so i don't ever hire i do onboard people onto my team and we have a virtual assistant team and so and that's that's the difference but everybody has every agency has a different way of constructing that and it's totally up to each person who is running that agency, how they want to run that portion of it. But those are a couple of choices to, to consider when you're running an agency. Getting more into that, you need to know your registration process. How are you going to interview them? What are you expecting them to do? So make sure you have a clear definition of what their roles are, what tasks they're going to do on a daily basis. How are they going to help support your clients? You're going to need to know, have some policies in place, including sick time and vacation time. You're going to have to know all those details in place, just like you would and set up a real job because we are working real jobs, but we're working from home. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. There's, that's really the only difference. We don't have the commute time. <laughs> Yeah, that's the beauty. We commute to our offices, but they're home offices, which is kind of cool. And so um, those are just some things to think about there. And then um, so once you have a registration process to help your um, virtual assistant team and, and, and most people I find start with getting clients and then adding the team. Um, I did mine differently and I was told that was probably a better way to do it is I got my team in place first 
Okay. And prepared my team um, simply because I wanted to be prepared for the growth ahead of time and not have to constantly keep looking for new people. Though I still do look for new talents because I really find that I'm really good at finding uh, good talent, raw talent. So that's a skill set I always keep because you never know, you know, people come and go in this industry and you have to be prepared of replacing somebody with somebody else and in a moment's notice. So, yeah, so you always have to have people with the skill sets that you want and you have to be very, um, and you have to test them out. One of the things I'm learning is, is you have to be able to test them out on a, on something that you're working on or first or with a first client and see how they work with you. And that's one of the things I highly recommend is test out your, your virtual assistants first and make sure that they're on the same page, make sure that you're working and that they know that, make sure you have a very clear um, set of directions to give them as far as tasks, whether it's you, they're helping you with you and your tasks or whether they're helping you with your clients' tasks. That's a lesson I've been learning in this process. Um, and make sure that when you register your clients, that um, one of the things I do for my agency is I register the clients. I make sure that I on, um, onboard my clients. And I have a couple people that help me with that process too. Um, some of my managers pitch in and help out. So that's good, we collaborate in that sense and in the registration process. But one of the things that I have to make sure of is I always have a back of my mind who would be the good person for that person to work with and what and who can handle those tasks. So know who that is, know who your team is. And I would start with a small team first. And then as your agency grows, add more people as needed. I started with a little bigger team than I planned on. And it's harder to fill, give work to everybody when you have a big team to start with. You start with a small team first and then grow your team. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have enough work to give everybody and make sure you know what your processes are. So record them either written or audio or both. Make sure they have that all in place so that you, they know how the steps to follow for each task that you're going to give to them to take care of for a client. Um, probably a lot more than you planned on getting with information <laughs> on today. But those are things that I have been learning and the process of building an agency and some of the things I've been learning from other people and get a coach. I mean, seriously, you, yeah, you need support. Absolutely. Get a coach. I mean, I have a virtual assistant agency coach, which I absolutely adore. And I have a, a business strategy partner that came from that group. And um, we do accountabilities every day. We make sure we have, a, we know what we're working on every day and we stay accountable to each other. And we stay accountable with each other in that group too. So that's a really blessing. Um, I have a camera confidence group coach and then and Joseph's also first part uh, helping me on the side of that too. And so, um, so I appreciate that. So I also have another co co camera confidence coach and I also have a um, marketing coach, which I haven't done much with because I've been so focused getting some other things behind the scenes done. So, um, you know, coaching really helps you and you need that support system. Uh, you need to be able to reach out to that community because you might get stuck. For example, I had a client that uh, we dropped the ball with, and that happens in this industry. Uh, we um, got a late start with working with her project and um, 
my had three of my main managers get sick all at the same time and things happen and then um my uh strategy, business strategy coach was kind enough to say we need to fix this and plug this up so we don't lose this client and we're like mm -hmm. i agree so he was kind enough to loan me his web developer who knew the stuff that we were working on with this client and between him and his web developer they helped me complete the, those tasks that would took a little extra time because we had to do some communications yeah. but um we got it done but the point is you you, you have to learn where um when you make mistakes like that you have to know how to go back and fix them and plug in and fix the holes if that's am I, if i'm making any sense so you're going to find some situations with your business uh, as an agency and um you have to be willing to um make corrections along the way does that make sense what i'm saying so yeah, those are the steps i mean i probably got a little more detailed and stuff like that in advanced sort of stuff but the point is don't be afraid to change things that don't work and fix them along the way that's my biggest tip is is that you're going to have to be flexible and uh just because you think you set things up the way you have it in your mind and the vision in your mind i am learning <laughs> the hard way uh -huh. that sometimes they don't always work out that way <laughs> and you have to be willing to be flexible and change them and and the whole thing is is to make things work you're going to have to be flexible sure. and make and but and uh and that's that's pretty much the longest short of it so um hopefully i made some progress it's as far long, as yeah it's, it's actually a very long process you know starting off with my business <laughs> longer than is, i really thought it would be so okay yeah. that would take me to the next question which is about you know the online business world is so huge and there are lots of challenges there starting that but i know you shared a couple of challenges and experiences yeah but i want to know what was it like when you got even your first client you know what was it like Oh, I was on cloud nine when I had my first client <laughs> and my first client was a referral actually. Um, oh. Let me see. Um, um, but long story short is my first client was a referral. I was part of a, uh, I had a different group coach at the time and I was in their community and I, someone messages messaged uh, in their Facebook group. Oh, I need help with this client doing XYZ tasks. So of course I reached out the smart VA that I was and still am. Uh, I reached out and replied and I was like the first three people that applied to her and she was like, let's talk and we agreed to work together and we oh. collaborated together. It worked to get the help that her, you know, the client needed. And it was a one and done kind of job situation which you know i wasn't happy with the fact that this was a one and done and it wasn't much <laughs> but it was it was enough to say to me that i'm doing something right and that i just need to keep doing it yeah. so uh but it was about a year later that i or a little over a year later where i got my other first client which once we changed and pivoted again back this summer um we changed the direction of our company and so and we we've rebranded renamed it um, redefined everything including the services so once i did that and did a focus on a couple of the services uh now we're starting to get uh, starting in september we started to really get clients and we started talking to clients like in july and august mm 
uh, and we finally finalized things in August as far as the business itself. So now we're um, now we're just fine tuning the process. But the point is, though, we started getting our first client in September. Uh, my first client in September uh, came to me about a year ago, promoting his products and services. Mostly, he has services, you know, um, and. Uh, I talked to him in September over a series of phone calls with my uh, lead generation manager. And um, he, the client, um, started off trying to get me to be one of his clients <laughs> or customers. <laughs> and I turned it around and he became my first client. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought about that one. <laughs> so anyway, so that was my first client and he's like my ideal client too. I really love working with him and he's in the US. All my clients are so far in the US, which is cool. awesome. Cool. And um, it's funny. And then my second client, we sort of dropped the ball with, but she's uh, she's also, a, a she was a decent client. It's just that we just, there was a lot of communications and assumptions. So you have to kind of learn to work around that. It's people's busy schedules. Because I've had um, been reaching out to the social medias, um, I don't have, excuse me, a really big enough email list to really do a lot of email blasts and email campaigns. So I really focus and rely on a couple of ways of doing that. I do social media and word of mouth. And some of the social, so some of them go to coincide together. So sometimes I have word of mouth via uh, social media. But here's how I basically do it. Um, really have a good introduction pitch that you're going to share with your potential clients not a sales pitch okay one that just clearly defines who you are and who you work with and what do you who you are what do you do and who do you work with and this way it's really clearly defined it's like maybe three four sentences and um just really kind of keep it to where it's like that 30 seconds mark don't do it which you know 170 words is about a minute so you want to cut that in half and make it really concise and clear um, and just let them know this is who i am this is who i help and this is how i can help and if you have that consistency and then make it as much as possible make it conversational rather than just blasting out a pitch so I go in there, I'll introduce myself. I don't automatically send out a pitch like everybody else does. I get into a conversation first. And once they ask, you know, show interest in them first. And then when they show interest back at you, that's when you sit there and introduce yourself and say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I can help you if you decide to go and work with me. But I would literally say that last part, you know, after you've had a couple of conversations, try not to just blast it out there. Um, that's what doing, because you want to show that you are um, more interactive and authentic. And when you're authentic, you're doing real conversations. Okay. You want to really know, get to know who your audience is and who your, um, and that you can't do that by just blasting out all these generic things. Um, in, because you look at it this way um, when you are looking at your um, at the pitches that you're getting from other people when you're getting pitches from other people uh, do you find some of them kind of not you, you don't want to even look at them 
by just the help opening lines, you know, you can read between the lines, oh, this is a sales pitch. So you have to look at it from that perspective. Look at it from your customer or client's perspective and, and kind of would you want to get an email from you if that or a message from you if it sounded like like a typical sales pitch you know what i mean that's the kind of perspective you have to give to your clients i know it's a long-winded way of going about it but i wanted to give perspective too because you're always thinking about what your clients want and need you know and how they're going to react so that's just my tip so basically get a really good introduction pitch and make sure that you know how to also follow up with them afterwards um, but don't make it sound salesy and try to find a way where you could connect with them on the phone and really discuss mm -hmm. what their needs are and go from there. So that's, but literally the pitches are more for introducing yourself and what you do, but also find out what they are, do first, okay. show genuine interest in that person mm -hmm. and, and make it, make yourself be a real authentic person okay. and not just a robot. Because people can tell the difference. Trust me, I have been finding that out. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully that was helped. I mean, hopefully that helped out a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Acquiring clients is not is not a joke because a lot of people go ahead to start running ad bar, to start going into groups, messaging people directly, and some might even go into pitching, pitching lots of people via emails and all that to get clients. And sometimes you get um, you get penalized by social media platforms or even your email service provider because of you know <laughs> sending lots of messages just to get clients. So I, I know that's the part that a lot of online business owners and um, solopreneurs have problem with. So um, in that aspect, right now, you while you were telling us about how you landed your first client and now that you have more clients, what are the ways you use for getting new clients? I mean, what methods do you use to get new clients into your agency? Oh, I'm still working on that part because <laughs> when you're because when you and you're gonna test for this because when you're first getting started, you have all these little pieces you're trying to put together and and you're trying to make all the puzzle pieces you know fit, okay. and and unfortunately that means you're working there's there's billable hours to your client, and then there's bill, there's non billable hours where you have to do stuff behind mm -hmm. the scenes. You have to plan in time for doing your billing and your paperwork and all that other stuff related to business because there's so much involved, okay. plus anything that you create or whatever. So time management, a lot of it is you have to know what your priorities are. And, and as far as budgeting my time, I'm still a work in progress in that department. <laughs> Because uh, that's still evolving and evolving, and, and I get the biggest complaint was, you don't have normal hours. No, I don't. <laughs> um, and because I work with clients and people that are overseas, uh, most of my clients are U.S. based, and so am I. But I do have some that are out overseas, and then I have people on my virtual assistant team. They're overseas. They're in. Um, Pakistan, they're in, they're in uh, Nigeria, they're in, uh, I mean, Philippines, most of them, I got a big, huge group in the Philippines, and they're literally, yeah. and those are just to name a few, they're literally like all over the place. So because I'm dealing with different time zones, I can't 
build my business from like a nine traditional nine to five for my clients i try to keep the nine to five but i still have to have a couple of evening hours and even sometimes do things on the weekends because there might be deadlines to meet and you might have to get it done over the weekends and to and my role is to help them support my team and help support my clients so if they need anything i have to be available during those discussions so even if it's on facebook messenger chat or if we're doing in uh, whatever communications we're using so you have to be able to be willing to do more than just the nine to five uh because in order to build it outside of that you have to have time to get tasks done that behind the scenes too you know because you have tasks you have to take care of the invoicing for your clients you have to make sure that you also do yeah. lead generation for your own business so that you don't that you keep that pipeline filled so even though you're doing tasks for your clients you have to do tasks for yourself <laughs> and you have to learn to prioritize and you have to learn to budget that time and one of the tips mm -hmm. that i have learned is time tracker is a free tool that you can use to track your time and you can even invoice from that too if you would like but anyway found that out recently so i'm trying to budget my time and use time tracker and it's a free resource but sometimes you can also use things like project management tools like asana i love asana mm. i also am starting to learn um free camp is another project management that's also a free uh, i got a lifetime deal with that one and then um there's so many out there soho and it's another project management i'm pretty sure and I'm thinking of one and I can't think about Trello is another good one. I've been playing with that one lately and that's that's a good yeah. one to use too. So there's lots of project management tools and lots of time tracking tools that can help you stay on task. So and also there's another one out there and Vitrix uh, 24 is another one. And yeah. I think there's which I've used before and that's pretty good. And I'm trying to think of something else. There's another one I can't think of what it is. But anyway, um, just explore. There's so many of them. And find out what they're integrated with too. So if you're using a certain software and you need it to integrate it, make sure you choose before you settle on a software, do your research and make sure it integrates with the software that you want it to use. Like make sure, it, so if you're going to use Zoom and Calendly and other things, check to see what they integrate with. Yeah, I so I, I, I know it's a long-winded, but hopefully you got a lot of value with those little tips that I'm learning from experience. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway. Okay, yeah. so before I go to the last question, I would love to know, what is that one thing that is non-negotiable in your business that you, you think a lot of businesses might not be doing, but you feel is important and it's non-negotiable in your own business? Um, when I started off, the non-negotiables changed. So, <laughs> but because uh, you know your your focus changes. So anyway, so you have to be willing to do that. But um, right now, my non-negotiable um, setting time aside. I have two of them. One is making sure I'm always putting leads into the pipeline and making sure I grow my client list so that I always have somebody to work with. Because clients, some cases, you know, you're not going to have someone that's, there's going to be like a one and done and then they're not going to want to work with you for a while. 
But if you want consistency in that, you need to have a, a pipeline filled. Always, always grow your business. It's simple little steps you do daily. Always reach out to your connections on LinkedIn or social media or your email list. However you're finding your clients, even if it's word of mouth. Sorry, my hair is doing a funny thing. Anyway, <laughs> we'll just leave that over there. It's just being funny. So hey, I'm real, I'm authentic, right, Joseph? <laughs> I am who I am. But uh, yeah, and I don't have perfect hair all the time, just so you know. Uh, but anyway, um, but the funny thing is, though, I think that's really the main negotiable is I just do a little bit every day. I, wherever I have a pocket of time before I go to bed or in between calls, I make sure I spend 20 minutes at a time making sure I reach out to my connections and growing my list and seeing how I can help people and making those connections and also following up. He is in the follow-up. Once you reach out to them, you have to be able to follow up with them and be willing to follow up with them. Yeah. The other, that's my main one. And then the other one is personal development. Uh, making sure I learn and have, you know, I'm working on several different certificates right now, but you need to pick on one and really focus in and hone in on developing some skill sets because you want to be able to add, even if you run an agency, you have to be able to be the one to um, know some of these skill sets so that if your team falls short, you are the one to back them up. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you have to fill in for them, you have to know these skill sets so you can't yeah. just rely on your team. So that's something I'm also learning so I always encourage my team to learn and I have a free tool for everybody, a couple of them that they can do some learning with. So here, I'm always giving resources. I think you know that by now. <laughs> so yeah. HubSpot, HubSpot has a university and it's a free university. And guess what? They offer certificate programs for that. Most of it's on, sorry, most of that is on social media. So you can have like email marketing certificates if that's what you want to go into doing. If you want to do, of course, I'm focusing on marketing because that's what I do. But uh, it, I also noticed that you can do content marketing certificates. You can also do, um, you can be an expert in there on their, using their platform for HubSpot and have a HubSpot certificate as well. Um, you also can do, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Social media certificates. And they also have just regular courses and they tell you how much time it takes to get this done. So some might be an hour and a half, some might be six hours, some might take a lot more training. So you need to be able to allow yourself time to get that training mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. I'm guilty. I sometimes don't always get that in there when I should. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, that's, that's the reason why I haven't finished any of my certificate trainings, but I'm learning is ongoing. It never stops because one of the things I have learned about being a digital marketing agency or any aspect of, of building an agency, our industries are constantly changing and constantly growing and constantly getting uh, new things to, to learn. So you have to keep up with that training. It's, it's ongoing. So those are my two non-negotiables. The other one is making sure I take time with my family. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you, cause you can't ignore them, especially kids. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are my actually top three negotiables. Mm. So long story short. So hopefully that helps. I mean, because you do have to know what your what those are. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. So you see, you see that the non-negotiable for businesses really differ. So that was why I really needed to know yours. And 
that's a good one. Time and family, they're all important. So I want to know this part. This part is really important to me. I really love this part of the question I'm about to ask you, which is what is that one book, movie, or even an experience, but I'll prefer a book or a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that one book, movie, or experience that you can share with Smiley Talk listeners today that motivated you to be where you are today in your agency or personally? Yeah. Give me a moment. I might be able to show that book to you. Oh. The things I have always done is goal setting, personal development, knowing what you want. It's extremely important in, in whatever you decide to do, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a business, whether you're flying solo or whether you're running an agency. You have to have a clear goal in mind and you have to have a clear plan and to be able to get that reach that goal and you have to stay accountable so here's one of my recommendations and you can tell i obviously been reading this book for years but it's um who you are when no when nobody is i'm sorry you know who you are really and what do you want sorry he's read he's written quite a few books his name is shad himself oh, i cannot pronounce his name shad <laughs> Okay. Sorry, that's it, folks. <laughs> no, just kidding. But um, it's basically um, talking about changing your programs and how you think, and how, okay. and also about your self-help and about um, your self-esteem. But it also helps you in giving a clear action plan on how you um, reach your goals. So it talks about giving you like a really laid out plan and anywhere from lifestyle, self-esteem, personal organization, control, health and fitness, job and career. Of course, most of us go for that one. Personal relationships, money, finance. It talks about um, personal growth, um, quality of life and others. So it really gives you like a clear game plan and you really recommends that you actually only pick maybe the top three to work on. Most of us can only work on one or two things really well. Mm -hmm. at, at the same time if you tr you can list all of them but focus on the top one or two or three that you really want to focus on at that time so that you don't get overwhelmed um but that's one of the things i've been actually trying to do in my life too sorry my hair is having a fit today so ignore my hair uh anyway i'm just being real and authentic so there oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we all have bad hair days mine just happens to be during a podcast what can i say but uh, <laughs> just to give you a quick outline this is yeah. kind of an example of a uh, outline that he has in his book and uh, as a sneak peek i'm not sure if i'm actually allowed to do that but i did that anyway <laughs> so um but it's just more of a clearly outlined so you have to know um what the goal is what date to reach it the obstacles and the action steps and review and track the goals and i do have a workbook goal setting workbook that includes a that little action plan and then a few other things in there too that um it's a free one i don't because it's taken from so many different books over the years that i've read on goal setting i really can't really charge that book so um but it's a free offer so that be something i will give you the link for i do have that actually so um and that's all set up and ready to go so i'll share that with you for those who want to have a goal setting book right, right. so yeah and uh, really get to the point where you it, know what you're doing every day because uh, there's daily action steps too that you have to take um because your decisions that you make every day about your agency about your finances about your family 
um, and about any aspect of your life, including relationships, uh, every decision you make is going to steer you down a path and you have to really know what that is that you want. And, and that's one of the, and write it down. Yeah, have a real written down and then take action. It's great to have it in your mind. It's great to have a goal. It's great to have a plan. But if you don't take the action and do it every day, what's the point? I mean, it's the same thing with your business. You have to be able to do steps every day to build anything that you do. Sure. So hopefully that answered that question in the long story short of it. Absolutely. Notwithstanding, I would love to get the full name that would be after this podcast so we can type it out to our listeners. So we get the full name and the um, author of the book. Um, Shad, I tell him, whatever. <laughs> okay, Helms, okay. Helms Center. Right. So again, Helms Center. Um, okay. That is Shad, um, okay. Shad. Helms Center. S T E T T E R. Yeah, it took, it, it, it's, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to, I need to, you know, position my eye properly to see the whole name and pronounce it good so um that'll be just it for today um marie so thank you so much for being on smiley talks today it was super awesome having you on and for our listeners all the links and all the tools that we mentioned we'll put them down in this um, podcast right up so you'll see it at the bottom so we'll put it down there you can just take the tools and use it for your business if you're starting out you can use the tools for your business too so smart Retools is always laser focused at helping you discover yourself grow your business and transform your world so we are connecting you to countless entrepreneurs like marie mason so they can help you in your business so thank you for listening to smart Talks today and see you in our next episode goodbye Thank you, Joseph. Have a good one, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Discover yourself, grow, and transform your world here at Smiley Talks with your host, Joseph Paul Smile.